This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to episode 207. I was looking on Pinterest and I saw this fox and I love it. But then I start uh, looking for more designs and Art Nouveau has a lot of vines, a lot of flowers. So I wanted to complement the top and make it like a frame for the fox, which are my favorite animals. Today we feature another episode segment of Uncovering Art. This episode, we feature a piece by Aida Franco of With Love Furniture. She combined her own artistic talent of drawing and painting with her love for furniture finishing to produce this amazing armoire. We hear from a few more of last year's GBA category winners. They share how much the Golden Brush Awards has meant to them, as well as encourage you to participate. We hear a tip from Amanda with Lemon Pepper Farmhouse on inspecting pieces before you buy. We also learned some interesting info about MCM furniture design in our Did You Know segment. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Edgar Degas, the famous French Impressionist artist, once said, Art is not what you see, but what you make others see. Every day, thousands of furniture finishers are doing just that with their work, and every day we see unique, beautiful pieces of art that have stretched the limit of creativity, bringing art to new levels of inspiration. Uncovering these unique pieces is what this segment is all about. We are excited to feature another episode of Uncovering Art. These segments give us all the opportunity to explore a specific piece, what makes it unique, and how the artist achieved the design, uncovering the details, uncovering the art. Today we are uncovering a fun and whimsical piece hand-painted by Aida of Withlow Furniture. It features a fox, one of Aida's favorite animals, and it is surrounded by lots of creativity. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello, Aida. How are you today? I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you having a great start to 2023? It's going great so far. Good deal. I bet you're busy, aren't you? Yes, I am pretty busy. I have a lot of uh, projects going on. Yeah. Now, do you do a lot of commission work or is most of the projects, you know, pieces that you purchase and buy and you do whatever you want to do with them and then you sell them? Exactly. I don't take any commissions. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Do you feel like that constrains your creativity? Uh, in a way, yes. I don't really like to... Um, deal with some of the customers you know they will right. ask you one thing and then they change it and yeah yeah <laughs> it's challenging isn't it it just drains the light out of you you know <laughs> i just yeah yeah it's nice to uh just yeah i mean everybody has to deal with customers but you enjoy dealing with them at the end when they see your piece they want it and then you make arrangements to have it shipped to them right <laughs> yes or you know i will take one or two but it has to be someone that will let me escape express myself you yeah. know, without restrictions. Right, right. And I'm sure that type of client is somebody who's already seen your work and they love what you do and they want you to be able to utilize your, your artistic freedom on a piece that they want either in a business or a home. So that's an ideal fit. Yes, definitely. So Aida, are you, you're in Arizona. Am I correct in that? Yes, I am in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, so you're probably getting what, 60, 70 degree weather? Actually, it was 55 in the morning. Oh, oh a little, little brisk. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's the desert, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it can get really cold. Do you find yourself, well, I suppose it's more challenging in the summertime because it probably gets pretty hot there. 
Yes, it does get hot. Um, we have got to 130. Um, oh, no. It gets it gets dusty, but you know, if you work in the morning, you can skip the the heat. Yeah, but as a, yeah, as of right now, I I can work inside my house, and I'm very blessed for that because I can have the AC. Yeah, Arizona can be really hot. Yeah, I know some folks like to uh, to work outside as much as they can, so they they look forward to spring and you know dragging those pieces out. But uh, that's challenging the weather, even whether it's really cold or whether it's really hot. So there's there's challenges either way. Now, Aida, last year you attended the Big Paint Weekend with Annie Sloan. Yes, that's correct. Oh, what was that like? Oh, it was an amazing experience. This uh, was my first event teaching. It was a lot of people. It was quite stressful for me because Annie wanted me to do a freehand design, but she never told me what did you want. So you can imagine at 7 a.m. trying to sketch something, which at the end, it turned out amazing. And um, my piece was the first to solve. And there were there were three people bidding on it. That was fun. How cool is that? That's, a, that's certainly a tremendous compliment. So while you're painting, people are watching and observing yes. and asking questions. Is that how that works? Yeah. So I had an hour, which uh, it went almost to two hours. And people were just asking me questions about my life, about how I find inspiration mm -hmm. on my designs. And then when it was my turn to go down, people would come and talk to me and I would let them paint with me because most of the people that was there they were artists as well mm -hmm. so i wanted to you know enjoy the talk to them and they wanted to paint with me so for me it was a great experience to get to know people that i never in mind i will meet you know in these kinds of events well you know we just had a conversation under the same segment uncovering art with karina with the housewarmings and she was uh, there. yeah, she was there as well. So uh, that's cool to get to chat with both of you who have experienced that uh, tremendous opportunity. We recently took note of a piece that you painted, Aida, and wanted to feature it here on the on this segment, Uncovering Art. It was a tall Art Deco cabinet and you painted a fox on the front. Such a yes. cool piece. Tell us about this work that you created on this uh, large Amour, I guess, is uh, basically what it is. Tell us all about the process. So I found this piece on Facebook Marketplace. And when I saw it, because of the shape, it was very Art Deco. Mm -hmm. And I love it. But, you know, Art Deco and Art Nouveau, they're so close to each other. And I thought I would do something related to that style. So I will use the shape of the wardrobe as a design for something related to Art Deco or uh, Art Nouveau. So I was looking on Pinterest and I saw this fox and I love it. But then I started uh, looking for more designs and Art Nouveau has a lot of vines, a lot of flowers. So I wanted to complement the top and make it like a frame for the fox, which are my favorite animals. You know, it's funny because two years ago, um, I applied on a, on a website because I wanted to adopt one, but because I had cats, they they say it wasn't a good idea, so <laughs> I couldn't adopt one. But yeah, foxes, uh, I love color, so even though that it could be in a nursery room, I wanted to use ball colors, 
because I don't see myself doing neutral colors. Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot. And I wanted front of the armor to be a point of focus, you know, Mm -hmm. that your attention goes just to the eyes of the fox. And I think uh, that piece, it was a challenge. It took me about a, a week because there's a lot of details. It's more oh my brushes. gosh, a week? Only a week? <laughs> you were going to say it took me two to three weeks. That's incredible. No, and that was because I had to walk away sometime, uh-huh. you know. And I, I think um, I'm going this year, I'm going to do more uh, freehand. Um, I haven't done many, but I think this is a year where I will create more designs like that. Wait, so did you totally freehand this piece on on the front? Yes. My goodness, there's so much detail. Now, did you sketch it out on uh, like almost like create yourself a thumbnail sketch to to sort of develop the design first? So what I had to do was that I had to print the the painting and do some mats to it so i will know the scale that i will use so Mm -hmm. it will fit the door and it was quite challenging because um it was a lot of uh mat involved Mm -hmm. but at the end yeah it turned out good i mean it's not perfect because it can't be perfect you know yeah but it, it looks very similar to the original design uh, I mean, I, I changed some stuff because I wanted to make it my design. Mm-hmm. It, it it was difficult, yeah. It was very difficult, but I'm very pleased with the result. Did you enjoy the process or did you find it rather frustrating? Because when you, when you say it's difficult, that obviously means there's challenges to it. But uh, did you enjoy it for the most part? I enjoy it, every single part. But I did have to walk away because I was so focusing on it to get it done that I felt like in a way I was rushing myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to leave it for a day and start something else and then go back with a fresh mind, you know, mm-hmm. use different colors yeah. and try to adapt all those new uh, designs that I incorporate to the original to make it my design. Man, there's so many colors used to paint a piece like this, and I assume a lot of mixing of colors, just like when painting a canvas. Is is that the case? Do you have any ideas how, of how many colors you used on this piece? Yeah, I I use about 20 colors or 22. Wow. <laughs> when you say you use that many colors, uh, it, you probably use those colors as well to do a lot of blending. Yes, there were some blending, but not on the piece. I will make some mixes to get colors that are not very common. For example, I was mixing red with brown, which is something that you won't put on a piece because it's a it it is a very strange color. But I like it. Like to create the vase I use three colors that you wouldn't mix and mm-hmm. it gives me this color it's kind of like a peachy pink mm-hmm. that I love it. Yeah, it, it, all the colors work really well together from, from even the, the fox itself to the colors that you've used that surround or the motifs around the fox. Uh, that's, that's just really neat. Now, when you, when you finish a piece like this, uh, I, I assume you put a top coat on it. Uh, what kind of top coat and how many layers of top coat do you put on something like this? I actually like to use wax 
better than any top coat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did two coats of wax the first week, and then I let it sit for two more weeks, and then I apply another coat. Yeah, it, I did four coats. Oh, wow. So because if you see the fox, it is a frame, but my calculations were not perfect, right? So mm-hmm. I still had a, a gap in between the frame, and I wanted to fill that. So I used a stencil using a dark color going fading to the to the other color, which it was lighter. And I think that complements the whole frame of the door. And for me, it was very important because if I would leave only the frame of the fox, it would kind of look empty. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give that feeling that it was all complete. That's yeah. why I used the stencil. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree 100%. You're just in looking at it, uh, you can see that that stenciling in that background really anchors anchors the design very nicely. Yes, and you know, folks, it's it's tricky because folks can be in a girls' room, but they can also be in a boys' room. Mm-hmm. And because the front was pink, peach color, I wanted to add some blue as well and have that contrast of the mustard color. Mm-hmm. So that could be also in a boys' room for anyone who wants to buy it. I didn't want to make it just specifically for a girl. So I used those two colors. So I assume it's for sale now then? It is for sale, but I kind of want to keep it. <laughs> because <I do laughs> That's love what I it. thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, especially if, since you were wanting to actually have a fox. I mean, this is your fox. You may need to just hold on to this. <laughs> and to be honest, I haven't even posted on my Etsy store. Yeah, I, I I would have a hard time, you know, I, I guess we've I've talked about this uh, often with a lot of refinishers that, you know, you put so much time into a piece and it, it um, you know, it becomes a part of you in a way because it's it's your artwork on these pieces of furniture and you know all the work that went behind it and all the effort and the struggles potentially and the joy that goes with it. And so then to have to sell it. I know that's a challenge uh, many times, and especially when you do something that's um, as unique as this, you know, you're probably wanting to just sort of hold on to it. You know what? Hold on to it for several months and just enjoy it yourself, and then you can consider selling it, you know? Yeah, and it's not only that. It's like I put so much love into this piece because it was something that I thought that I couldn't achieve because of Mm -hmm. all the details, and it's a very complex design. And I put so much love, and yes, I had to walk away. But when I go back with a fresh mind and another mindset, I will be able to work in it because it's like my face was against the the door because of the little details, you know. Mm -hmm. So obviously, it it was like taking a toll on my lower back. (laughs) But (laughs) I love it. Yeah, very nice. This podcast is sponsored by Zebra, of course. Being the host of this podcast has allowed me to meet so many great artists over the last four years, and it has been a joy to get to know you all and be a part of something much bigger than ourselves, this great refinishing community. It's made up of artists from all over the world with multiple talents and a community of people who truly care for and support one another. 
Yes, there is competition, which is healthy. But above that, there is celebration, celebrating one another's achievements. And that is certainly magnified when a peer makes their way to a winning platform, whether from a weekly, monthly, or annual event like the Golden Brush Awards. I say all that to communicate two things to you. One, this would not be possible if Zebra as a brand and company didn't put the resources, financial and time, into helping grow the community through this podcast and the many events like the GBAs that we support and promote. So on behalf of myself and so many who have expressed this directly to me, thank you, Zebra, for your investment into the lives of so many who have chosen refinishing as a career or serious hobby. Secondly, seriously consider entering this year's Golden Brush Awards. We make a big deal about this because if we don't get entries, we don't have events. And if we don't have events, we don't get spotlights like this to highlight, yes, individual artists, but also the refinishing community. We're actually working hard to get media outside of the community to take note of what is happening here. And just a few weeks ago, the online publication Furniture Today took note and wrote about the impact of the GBAs. So if you're sitting on the fence, don't. As it has already been communicated, it's easy to enter and there is no harm in entering. Everyone wants to win, of course, but just by entering, that makes you a better artist. Why? Well, because that means you believe in the gifts and talents that you have been given and you will continue growing as a result. Plus, as a side note, as a thank you to all who participate, we will hold a random drawing of all entrants and give away multiple prizes from zebra paintbrushes to zebra accessories. We will hold the random drawing after the event comes to a close on February 27th, and we will reach out to all the winners via email. So if you haven't entered, go enter today. Well, I'm just curious, you know, because we're talking about this piece and you're explaining the process you went through. Um, you you do a lot of hand painting on your pieces. Tell tell us about your design process. Is it pretty consistent? Like by the time you get a piece to paint, do you go through pretty much the same process each time or is it different each time? So the way that it happens to me is that when I see the piece, I already know I'm picturing on my mind what I want to do to it. Mm-hmm. But when it obviously when I get to the point that it's time to do it, I will completely change my mind and do something different. And uh, yes, it is always I had to sketch the piece before I paint it. I can't just take a brush and do the whole design. I I I'm not that I'm not that good on it. I have always have to sketch it with a with a pen. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is that. I, I study, my degree is international marketing, right? So one of my classes on my university was uh, that I could choose between photography, uh, oil canvases classes, or another, another kind of uh, subject. So I took oil paintings and my oil teacher, he said that I didn't have talent and um, that he didn't want to see me in the class and he would grade me with an A. But as long as I didn't attend his class, because I didn't have any talent. Really? Yeah. For me, it was like, oh, it was so hard, you know, and I was trying, trying, trying. Like the first two months, I was trying just to please him and mm-hmm. to make to make him happy. And till I decided, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. And I, was, I went completely opposite. I mm-hmm. just free my mind and I did my stuff my designs uh, the way I wanted to do it. But yeah, it was something that it was so hard on me, you know, 
But okay. here I am doing art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a cool success story. Uh, overcoming, you know, uh, especially from a professor, you know, who really was quite discouraging. Yes, it was very hard. Yeah. Have you ever sent any of your work to him to say, hey, look what I'm doing today? No, no, I haven't. That may be a good lesson for him, you know, to um, to not uh, pigeonhole people, you know, uh, because uh, talent, cre- creativity is something that has to be developed sometimes, especially if it's not something that uh, you started out with at a young age. And a lot of folks, especially in furniture finishing, it's amazing, you know, that you talk about all the different types of careers that people, that refinishers have, you know, and a lot of folks will say, you know, I, I didn't even know that I had uh, this this creativity in me, and so when they stepped away from a very stressful environment with their work, and then got away in a garage or a studio and started painting, and that's where that actually came out and developed. So those those stressful constraints are confining to you know create creative development, and it sounds like that you made a good decision to yeah. say, you know what, I'm not going to be constrained by that. I'm going to just to do what I believe I'm gifted at doing, and uh, now look at what you're doing. That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And um thank you. I mean, I it's been it's been um a long way, you know, to come mm-hmm. to the place where I am. Especially because coming from another country would have been able to do what I wanted here all my mm-hmm. degree because I I study in France and in the Netherlands, my university. So mm-hmm. when I come here I needed to go to the University of Arizona for two years just to get my grades right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I decided, you know, to work in my garage. I bought furniture and I started working there. And um, it's been a long, a long road. But at the end, it's very, it feels so great to be able to do what I want mm-hmm. and able to provide for my daughter or my staff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. I mean, it's it's just requires determination and steadfastness in the process, and uh, that's a yes. good word for a lot of refinishers, especially those maybe that are starting out, and they're not they love it, but they're just not sure that um, they have what it takes long term. And you've got to give yourself plenty of time to let let your talent unfold and your skills and your abilities. And uh, you're a good example of that. You know, we all started in the garage. Everyone, I don't know anyone that hasn't. We all started there. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? A lot of people are still there and that's good. That's good. One of the neat things about that is you're at home. <laughs> you know, you don't have far to go to work. And, uh, and, uh, that also cut, keeps your costs down as well as far as, uh, yeah. you know, having a separate studio. What, what do you enjoy the most about furniture painting, Aida? To be able to have, um, my own hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. Like when you think about it, yes, you own your own business. But then you work 24-7. It's not <laughs> like you work less, you know. I, I kind of feel like you work harder. Yeah. Especially now that there's so many talented artists. And they, they just create amazing pieces. And then when you come and try to do your stuff, they're completely different, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that I can take time off if I want to take time off if i don't feel like painting that day and just feel like watching tv i can do it because i don't have a boss you know 
Yeah, you have the freedom to to make your own decisions. It's so interesting, you know, talking about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you're doing something you enjoy and you end up actually working harder and longer. And, you know, if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense. Because you enjoy it, um, you're doing it a lot. And that's just mm-hmm. that's just a natural process. I think for a lot of refinishers, the challenge is really tempering themselves to the point where they don't where they don't work so hard that they don't get burnout that they give themselves plenty of time to take vacation or to step away from their work for a period of time. Just like you were talking about on this piece with the Fox. I mean, you have to step away from it and then come back to it because you see things with fresh eyes and you're able to uh, continue to enjoy it. So it doesn't become cumbersome. Yes. And um, you know, it, it is hard to, um, in a way it's like something that you enjoy that much that you don't even realize how long you've been working in one piece. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I can start at seven and I will end up like going to bed at 11 and I haven't even realized that I, I've been like sitting for that long or standing up or standing <laughs> because I enjoy it. You know, yeah. actually yeah. sanding pieces is one of my favorite parts of finished furniture because it's kind of my, my outlet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, a few other folks have said the same thing. Uh, I wouldn't, if I think about the whole process, I think uh, I wouldn't normally think that that part that part would be the most favorite. But I think a lot of times it's just it's it's the beginning. It's exciting. You're sanding it down to see what's be- underneath it, and it's probably a time too where you can just kind of not have to think. You know, you're just kind of going through the motions, and that's relaxing as well. Yes, it's that noise that the sander makes that makes you, like, you know, relax. Well, Aida, thanks for sharing the details behind this really creative and fun piece and to hear more about your processes. Thank you so much for having me here. I really enjoy it. You can find Aida on Instagram at with love furniture. Today we're going to hear from a few more category winners of the 2021 Zebra Golden Brush Awards. Jess with Refreshed by Jess, Kristen with Shakto Interiors, Chris Donna with Bella Renovari by Chris Donna, Sander with Black Lab Furniture Revival, and Yachty with Lily Moon Vintage will share what it meant to them to win and why you should enter the 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Awards. Why you should enter the Zebra Golden Brush Awards. Hey everyone, this is Jess Randall from Refresh by Jess. I was a candidate and winner um, for Best Dramatic Makeover for 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Awards. I received the most beautiful box frame with a golden brush, my name on it. It was the most probably awesome thing that I received and accomplished in 2022. Um, Absolutely cannot wait to enter some of my own pieces again. Um, This is open for a few more weeks up until January 27th. Make sure you go online and enter your pieces for a chance to win. There's 10 categories. Don't miss out. We can't wait to see all of your pieces. By the way, Jess has been so busy that she lost track of the years. She was actually the winner in 2021. Gosh, hard to remember. The last winners were from 2021, and we are already in 2023 seeking entries for the 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Awards. All right, now back to our other 2021 Golden Brush Award winners. Why you should enter the Golden Brush Awards. This is Kristen Litka from Shakto Interiors, and I just wanted to say... 
Whether you're a newbie or an OG, you should definitely enter your pieces into the Golden Brush Awards because it's an amazing way to showcase your work and connect with the furniture painting community. Last year, I was lucky enough to win in the category of unpainted and restored wood pieces. I was so thrilled. I had been nominated years prior and last year was the first time I won. And just to even be nominated and not win was a huge deal for me prior with the amount of talent that's out there. So I hope you guys submit your pieces in and I look forward to seeing everybody's entries and good luck. Hi everybody, it's Cristana from Bella Renovare by Cristana. And today I wanna to take a second to talk to you about the Zebra Golden Brush Awards. So last year I was lucky enough humbled enough to be able to win the multicolor category. It was a piece that I really love. I really just poured my heart and soul into it. I was able to use color because that's what I love. And then I put it up. I did not imagine in a million years that I would be the winner. There was so much talent. There were so many people, but I stepped out of my comfort zone. I took a chance and I'm very humbled to say that my stepping out of my comfort zone paid off. For all of those people who didn't necessarily win the category, they still won because they put themselves out there. And that is the first step of all of this is to just put your art out there for the world to see. So whether you win or you don't win, it doesn't matter. You still win by putting yourself out there and just stepping out of your comfort zone. So I highly suggest that you guys try it. What do you have to lose? Just do it and have fun. Happy creating everybody and good luck. Why you should enter the GBAs. This is Sandra with Black Left Furniture Revival and last year I won Best Staging. It meant the world not only to be a finalist in this category, but to also have had the support of the community who voted for my piece. Funny story, I almost didn't enter my piece if it wasn't for the encouragement of my friends. Being part of last year's Zebra Award showed me how it was more than a competition, but a time to celebrate our friends' amazing pieces of work. So if you're debating to answer your pieces, I am here to encourage you. Hi, it's Yadi with Lily Moon Vintage, and I am last year's Golden Brush Award winner for the Best in Farmhouse category. Winning a Golden Brush Award is very special to me because it feels nice to be recognized not only for your hard work, but it's also nice to feel the appreciation for your vision of the piece and the art behind your work. It's really a fun way to interact and support others in your community. So if you're thinking about it, I strongly encourage you to enter into the contest. It is a lot of fun. Best of luck. Thanks so much, Jess, Kristen, Kristana, Sandra, and Yadi. Did you know that the phrase mid-century modern was developed by art historian Cara Greenberg in 1984? She had written a book about this ever-growing movement, not just in furniture, but design in general. MCM, as it's often referred to, was a style from the 1940s through the 1960s. And as anothermag.com put it, it was all about functionality. It was all about functionality, elegance, and simplicity. One of the first furniture pieces designed in this movement was from George Nelson in 1946 when he unveiled his platform bench. It was a pivotal design for the MCM era. 
One of the goals of the MCM era was to create design that was obtainable and enjoyable by all walks of life, whether wealthy or average income households. Another mag.com states that mid-century designers embraced relatively new materials like metal, glass, vinyl, and plywood, offsetting these with wood to create novel, exciting juxtapositions. As with any design movement, we often see it come and then go. MCM lost its momentum not long after the 60s, but it didn't take long before interest began to make its way into the late 80s and early 90s, with it becoming even more popular in our present century, where we have seen a rebirth of MCM furniture, so much so that it's hard to find an authentic MCM at a price that makes it as a viable candidate for refinishing and reselling. Joshua Holdeman from Sotheby's states in an article from Curb.com, mid-century modern designs sit very well in contemporary homes and interiors. They still feel fresh today. They still feel modern. A lot of those pieces haven't been bettered. They still stand the test of time. Well, if you didn't know about MCM, now you do. Today's refinishing tip comes from Amanda with Lemon Pepper Farmhouse. Hey everybody, this is Amanda over at Lemon Pepper Farmhouse and I was lucky enough to be able to share a refinishing tip with you guys today. My refinishing tip is short and sweet, um, but I feel like it's super important. And my tip is that I, before I send my piece of furniture home, I lay it flat on its back and I just check everything over, making sure I have all the nooks and crannies painted um, under the lips of um, or ledges of the piece and especially the base. Um, I like to clean everything up really nice and just make sure that the piece looks solid laying on its back too. Um, there's nothing more embarrassing when you're loading a piece in the car and you're like, oh, I completely missed that section um, or forgot to paint it or it's smudged or or something like that. So um, yeah, that is, that is what I do. I like to feel like when I send it home, I have every inch of that piece of furniture covered and um, looking clean and put together. So I hope that helps, and I hope you guys all have a really, really great day. Excellent tip, Amanda. We could not agree more how important it is to inspect your pieces thoroughly before sending them off to their new owner. The clock is ticking, and you only have a week and a few days left to enter the 2022 Zebra Golden Brush Awards. All entries must be refinished between January 1st, 2022 through December 31st, 2022. You have until January 27th, 2023 to enter. Simply go to enjoyzebra.com and click on the tab at the upper right-hand corner that says Golden Brush Awards. As a reminder, our 10 categories are Artistic Close-Up, Clean and Classic, Dramatic Makeover, Farmhouse Style, MCM, Multicolored Piece, New Artist of 2022, Repurposed Piece, Restored Wood Unpainted, and Staging. To read a description of each category, make sure you go to enjoyzebra.com and check out the GBA page. This year, Fusion Mineral Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, and Sir Prep Sanding will be joining Zebra to offer incredible prizes. This year's international judging panel consists of Ashley Crew with Blue Rain Tears from Australia, Chloe Kempster with Chloe Kempster Design from the UK, Fabi Brown with Blush and Ivy Design from the US, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture from the US, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company from the US. 
Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott from Canada, and Lawrence Fratina with Portland Row Living from the U.S. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebras Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode, along with information about today's guest, is also featured on enjoyzebra.com under the podcast tab at the bottom. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share them by sending your emails to me at laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy refinishing. Happy refinishing.